1: Get your quote today at progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome to the Bay Area Panthers Pod. Part of the 95 7 The Game Podcast Network, where you'll find analysis, news, notes, and more about the Bay Area Panthers of the Indoor Football League. Now, here are your hosts,
0: Mark Grandy and Evan
2: Giddings. What is going on, everyone? Welcome back into the Bay Area Panthers pod. That's right, we are back. It is season two. Better than ever, it's Evan Giddings, it's Mark Grandy. The IFL is about a week away from kicking off, Mark, and it's looking like a season, hopefully of promise, but much more importantly, excitement for the
3: Bay Area Panthers. How are you doing? Oh, I'm doing well, Evan. Yeah, it's great to be back here on the Bay Area Panthers pod. I'm uh, fired up for the 2023 season. Um, We're releasing this pod on uh, Friday morning uh, out here. And actually, Evan, believe it or not, the season for the Bay Area Panthers might start in another week. But guess what? There is IFL football today! Friday, March 17th, the Arizona Rattlers and the Quad City Steamwheelers, two more or one more game on Sunday of this weekend before really most teams begin in in what is officially week two of the IFL season, Evan. Uh, So yeah, the season is back today and I'm fired up. How are you doing?
2: I'm great. Yeah, like you mentioned, look, the IFL is back underway. It'll be a summer of indoor league football. We are certainly looking forward to it, even though last season may not have been record wise, perhaps what they were hoping for from the Bay Area Panthers. It is, Mark, as you mentioned, with Arizona kicking off the season on the 17th. It is a little apropos with the week two IFL Mm. schedule featuring your Bay Area Panthers, of course, March 26th, Sunday, San Jose, SAP Center, go to Bay Area Panthers. Panthers.com to get your tickets now featuring them along with the Arizona Rattlers, because as we are recording this a few days before Friday, the barrier Panthers and the Arizona Rattlers are one and two in the IFL preseason coaches poll. So we essentially get a look at what people expect to be the number one and number two teams in the IFL. And that has me feeling some kind of way, Mark, because I already was looking forward to the season, obviously, but then getting a look at the Panthers, who are currently projected at number two, uh, but against the top of the league, who they were already see in action the week before on Friday as we're releasing this, I, I'm starting to tingle.
3: <laughs> yeah, I mean, good reason. Yeah, ranked two in the debut coaches poll. And I think that's the important part. There's a coaches poll. If this was, say, a media poll or anything else, I don't think you would look into it quite as much, but the coaches of the 14 teams, Evan, in the IFL, voting on who they think is the best team right now, and who knows you know, the teams better than the coaches. They know the player movement. They know who they respect. They know who they think is good, and generally, you know, while rosters aren't finalized yet as we record this, they know the teams that have the most talent, so it means a lot. It doesn't necessarily mean that the Panthers will be the second-best team in the ifl at the end of the year evan uh but i I think what it does tell you is the league is expecting this panthers team to at the very least be competitive um and that's exciting especially considering you know this is a team that as you talked about only won one game last year and weren't too competitive in most of those losses um so expectations have certainly changed uh, Darren Arbett the, the new head coach who we'll hear from in, in just a little bit here on our first episode of, of season two of the Bay Area Panthers pod um obviously he comes with a lot of experience a lot of success in the indoor game the arena game but not here in the IFL that certainly changes the expectations so reason to be excited if you're a Bay Area Panther fan after putting up with a, a struggle in season one season two should feel uh, and should look. Uh, quite a bit different.
2: Yeah, the inaugural season featured just unfortunately one win for the Panthers. But as you mentioned, Mark, this pull reflects an expectation to do much more than that. And in fact, setting the bar extremely high for a barrier Panthers team that has yet to even make the playoffs in their existence thus far. So but that seems to be the goal this year, which I want to touch on in a second. But as you mentioned, head coach Darren Arbett, he will join us later on in the episode. And so make sure to stick around for that. We talked about expectations, some of the weight of that, along with philosophy, and of course, personnel for now, as much as head coach Arbet can kind of relay to us and uh, tell us as much about the team, at least as it's formed. And of course, there's going to be cuts. There's going to be even more game day cuts getting down to that 25-man roster that everyone needs every single weekend. But it was certainly a, a conversation that I thought was enlightening and I think gave us a little bit of insight a, a about... The head coach Darren Arbet, because you and I both know him as the broadcaster. <laughs> Obviously, and you, you mentioned he has a, a litany of um, you know references. His resume is is as long as um, well, frankly, any head coach in this league in the AFL and the IFL, It's slightly different, um, but as as far as your own expectation for him. What do you think is, I guess, fair to expect from a first-year head coach in the IFL? But as you mentioned, and as we've we've kind of laid out, is one that has a lot of experience and experience winning in the indoor game.
3: Uh, well, it's not just quite as simple as saying, "All right, this guy is is now the head coach. He's had success in similar leagues." He's gonna just completely turn around this team by himself. That that's not the way it works. And I think what we saw really early in the season, uh, or in the off season after this was announced, evident, and, and I think we did an emergency episode of the Bay Area Panthers pod talking about the hiring of Darren Arbet. Was who are his targets? You know, to join him on the coaching staff, and he made a couple of really good hires and I think this is a big reason, of course, the talent on the roster is most important, Uh, but a couple of really big names in the indoor football world. Uh, The team's new defensive coordinator and assistant head coach is Rob Keefe. He's won basically everywhere that he's been. He was the Northern Arizona Wranglers defensive coordinator last year. You remember they won one game in their first year of existence. They won the championship last year. Led by Rob Keefe on the defensive side, they had one of, if not the best defenses in the IFL last year. So that's a, a big plus. Y- you get a guy who has won in this league before. He's won everywhere he's been, even before he you know joined uh, a coaching staff in the IFL. He's done well. Their offensive coordinator is Dixie Wooten. Uh, if you're a, a loyal Bay Area Panthers fan, that that name probably sounds familiar to you because he was the head coach of the Tucson Sugar Skulls last year, where the Panthers played a couple of times a season ago. Um, and he's been around the block in the league. He's won Coach of the Year awards. He's coached MVPs. Uh, so, obviously, Darren Arbett and the new head coach of the Panthers is the guy who kind of spearheads this whole thing. But you don't do it alone. You're not going to turn a one-win team into a, a championship contender by yourself. You need help and it looks like he's getting some help. Now, we don't know what the roster is exactly going to look like. We certainly know some of the names that we're pretty confident will be on it. Uh, but the coaching staff Evan, it, it does seem like they're better positioned. They have more IFL success under their belt as the as the Panthers round into form in year number 2. So I think that's that's a big part. It's important to know that that Darren Coach Arbet isn't doing it Alone, he's certainly a big reason why these guys are willing to coach on this staff because he's the head coach. But he has a lot of help, and and uh, the help has a track record of success in this league.
2: Yeah, and look, it's all about fusing that with the vision that this front office has, and of course, an ownership looking at. Roy Choi down to the president, Scott McKibben into the rest of the front office. There is one familiar name on the coaching staff from last season. That is Kerry Sopet, who will be the wide receivers coach. There is you know, still some connection to last season, but you're absolutely right that the reformation of this coaching staff clearly had an emphasis on winning. And that is sure I'm something that's going to show up on the roster because at the end of the day, when you're trying to recruit, when you're trying to get talent, when you're trying to get these players that can turn a potential one win team into what the Northern Arizona Wranglers did last season, not saying that the Panthers will do that, but when you, if you, if you are trying to do that, you need to have have coaches that can recruit and that players want to be around. And I think that the offseason, most importantly, was won by the Bay Area Panthers. And that is what was reflected to me mostly in that IFL coaches preseason poll placing the Panthers second. They recognize what head coach Arbett did with his staff and are assuming the players are going to follow. We do have a couple of names. Some of them have had IFL experience. Others have played in the CFL, have been in training camp with NFL teams, and most importantly, have experience playing at high levels in football, no matter which league they've been in. But You know, going back to the original point, like the Panthers won this offseason. And so now it's obviously about putting it on the field and trying to figure out a way in a very difficult conference, mind you, to be able to stack up against the Arizonas, the Northern Arizonas, and others. Tucson, of course, Dixney Wooden was with as well but just trying to sort of emphasize that that experience factor that was maybe lacking a little bit last year was something that I'm sure this front office addressed or wanted to address and then did by not bringing in just a great head coach in his first season, but then surrounding him with a lot of great pieces.
3: Yeah, I mean, I think it goes back to a lot of conversations we had last year. Um, it it does seem like, and it, it continues to seem this way, that the franchise... Um, is going about things the right way. And, and even during all of the losses last year, and it was a, a tough season on the field, uh, it still did seem like ownership and, and the front office had a vision beyond just, you know, that, that one season, they had a vision uh, to build a contender and they knew it wasn't going to happen overnight. Um And it, it seems like they've taken a big step towards that this offseason. You mentioned, uh you know the coaching staff that has, has now joined forces with Darren Arbet and, and the hope is that you know players will follow. Um again rosters aren't finalized and and we don't know exactly who is going to be on the roster Evan. But if you just look at you know the transaction history of the Panthers this offseason, guess what? There's a lot of names that were on Northern Arizona last year. And specifically on the defensive side of the ball. And I mean, that makes sense, right? Rob Keefe was their DC last year. Now he's the Panthers DC and uh, you know, assistant head coach. Uh, you look at defensive back uh Bill Atkins, he's listed uh, you know, as as a Panther, and, and he was with Northern Arizona last year. One of their better linebackers, Darren Hungerford, same thing. Uh, Marquise Bridges, a defensive back; Kenton Bartlett, a, a defensive lineman. There's there's a few others as well out there that have followed their former defensive coordinator now to Bay Area, um, and that's also the kind of thing that you're hoping for if you're coach Darren Arbet um, when you go out and convince someone like Rob Keefe to come with you. It's not only hey, bring your expertise and bring your winning culture and bring your energy. But it's a bring some talent with you. And it seems like that has happened as well for the Panthers. Now, of course, we have yet to see it all in action. We don't know what the final roster is going to look like. Um, We don't have the inside info. We really appreciate everything the team does, you know, for us. But we also respect the privacy of the coaching staff trying to figure out what is the best, you know, 25-man roster. We'll know that and and we'll share it with you when we do have it. Um, But it does seem, Evan, All signs are pointing toward this team being much, not not just competitive, um, but being good this year. And uh, I think a lot of that will start with all those players uh, that Rob Keefe is, is bringing back on the defensive side of the ball.
2: And look, it all starts on Sunday, March 26th. That'll be the first time that you can see your Barrier Panthers live and in action at the SAP Center. That'll be one of seven home dates throughout this summer. Uh, So one less than last year, but still plenty of opportunities to get out and see your Barrier Panthers in person. And I I would go scoop up those tickets, Mark, because it is not necessarily a front-loaded schedule. But after the beginning of June, there's only one more uh, home game. Between June third and the end of season, towards the end of July, now you know playoffs are potentially in the cards. You never know, but by the time that this team and its um, I want to say season becomes very clear, th- there might be an opportunity. There might not be too many chances to see them, so I would scoop up those extremely quickly. There's going to be three out of the first four games at home, so you'll get a good chance to see this team live. And uh, and again, it starts on March 26th. That's a Sunday. As we're releasing this episode, coming to you on March 17th. So, I mean, it's I yeah. I, I, I can't wait to get out there Mark, and see this team.
3: Oh, I I double down on what you said. If you're you know thinking about going out to see a Panthers game, you're waiting to see maybe how they look, and then that'll convince you. Uh, get in before the rush. Uh, is is my suggestion because I think this team is is they're going to surprise some people, I think, with, with how good and competitive they are, especially if you have last year still fresh in your mind, which still was a lot of fun. The action mm-hmm. was always fun at SAP Center and wherever the Panthers were playing, but it it is kind of difficult when you look up at the scoreboard and, and the team's down by 20 in the first half. Uh, but still, the action was fun. But now you pair that with what we expect that I don't want. I, I got to be careful and not get too ahead of myself. But what you Come expect on. to be a more competitive environment and you know more wins uh you know on the ledger this year i try to get some tickets now because uh, i don't know you know what the front office you know maybe they're they're gonna get a rush of tickets you know increases demand and hey maybe they bump up ticket price i don't know get your tickets now is all i'm saying because uh it might be a little more difficult if you wait until after the season gets going
2: yeah, and again, it's in the SAP Center in San Jose, California. That is home base for your Barrier Panthers. And uh, the season starts on March 26th. That's a Sunday 505 kick against Arizona. And we are looking forward to it. And, and we are looking forward to the next conversation as we transition here in the first episode of season two of the Barry Panthers pod. We talked about a lot of great things, a lot of expectations for this coaching staff that has been very well put together and at the helm is none other than head coach Darren Arbet. Let's move over to that conversation. was able to sit down with him for about 20 minutes. I think you'll enjoy it. Again, talking about expectation, talking about culture, talking about some of the personnel you can expect to see from this team and some of the expectations they have for themselves. Here's head coach Darren Arbett on the Barrier Panthers pod.
0: Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game.
2: And welcome into another edition of the Bay Area Panthers podcast. Evan Giddings joining you. And, of course, we have a very special guest, first-year head coach, Darren Arbet, with us here for your Bay Area Panthers. Head coach, Arbet. thank you so much for joining us. We really appreciate it.
4: Hey, thanks for having me.
2: Well, coach, obviously the season is upon us next Sunday. It is not that far away. I know things increasingly speed up; they move very, very fast. How excited are you for the beginning of this season? Considering you know you've had the full off season, I know things have sort of you know ramped up in recent weeks. But how excited are you for the beginning of this season?
4: Really excited for the young men. Uh, they've been here in camp, working hard. Came in great shape, really focused. Uh, I'm excited to watch them play in Arizona on uh, next Sunday.
2: Well, of course, yeah, we're looking at uh, Sunday, March 26th. The Arizona Rattlers come to SAP Center, the beginning of this season. As we are talking about right before we hopped on to record this, Coach, the rankings coming out for the IFL, and right now your team has been projected to come in second this season behind Arizona. So in a way, you know, a 1v2 kind of matchup. Obviously, everything's a clean slate, but you get a chance to look at potentially the best, and they also get to look at potentially the best in this league. Um, How excited are you for that matchup, specifically with a team that has obviously done a lot in this league?
4: You know, anytime you can play a team like Arizona, uh, that's a gauge where you're at year in and year out. They're, they're the, one of the top teams in the IFL. So it's, it's going to be a, a great measuring stick for us, and, and, and I'm excited to see where we're at on the 26th on that Sunday.
2: Now, what has your offseason looked like? Because last year you are in the broadcast booth. This year, obviously, you're going to be on the sidelines. You've been in charge of this entire operation. Could you take us through a little bit of what your offseason has looked like and how you've prepared for this upcoming season?
4: Been a lot of work, Coach Keith and Coach Wooten. Uh, once I hired those two guys, Dixie Wooten, he was the head coach in Tucson last year. Uh, Rob Keith was the defensive assistant head coach and defensive coordinator, player personnel, special teams coordinator uh, in Northern Arizona. And uh, once I got those two guys, we just went to work. Uh, coach Keith has done a tremendous job with personnel. All three of us have just talking about players and putting it together. And I'm uh, excited to see what they can do out on the field.
2: So last season, not an ideal finish for the team, just one one in the inaugural season. Do you feel like that presents more or sort of less pressure on what you and your coaching staff have to do this year? You'd love a turnaround. You'd love to you know, go from worst to first. But do you feel any added pressure or is it just kind of business as usual? Because you have been in this spot before as a head coach in the AFL and now in the IFL
4: why we have eyes in front not in the back. you know I'm looking forward uh, excited about what we have. Uh, we moved to Morgan Hill. Morgan Hill has embraced us and uh, players really like it there. We're excited about the season. Uh, everything has changed from coaches to players. so it's a new organization.
2: And it sounds like, you know, still the same ownership group, same, you know, front office members, still a, a culture that has been created and, and I think has been positive for the Bay Area Panthers, even though last year may not have been ideal. How do you sort of fuse what what you want to do with what has already been, I guess, established a little bit, even though it's for one season? Has that been challenging for you to kind of bring your own cultural standards to the table as far as football is concerned?
4: Everyone knew that. I'm just different in the way I do things. Roy Choi, the owner, gave me the the latitude to do whatever I wanted as far as running the football team. uh, I'm doing it a certain way, and the young men have bought into it so far. The coaches have bought into it, and and we're excited about the season Um, and just want to play hard every day of practice and practice is harder than the games and the system I try to run and the games are the fun part, and the easy part.
2: And maybe you could explain a little bit more about that system for those that are wondering kind of what they are expecting to see last year, we understand that the Panthers were primarily, you know, trying to run the football, play the pass off of the run, uh first offensively. What do you try to do offensively? And and we can sort of segue into the quarterbacks perhaps with this, but what are you looking for from this offense this season?
4: Yeah, on Sunday the twenty sixth against Arizona, we'll take what they give us. You know, we have to be able to run the football and if they take that away, we have to be able to throw the football. And defensively we have to take away the run, and we're going to have to be able to play the play pass. A uh, team against Arizona, <laughs> it's tough to take those things away. You know, Kevin Guy's teams are really good and uh, always been good, uh, whether it was Arena League or the IFL. A Kevin Guy coach team is, is, is tough to compete with, but uh, we got our opportunity on Sunday uh, 26, and, and we're going to see what happens.
2: Well, as we're recording this here on Tuesday, the report, or the release, I should say, coming out as far as your quarterback competition is concerned, three guys, of course, two spots for the opening day roster, Dalton Sneed, Noah Johnson, and D'Angelo Fulford, the three quarterbacks that were in the release. Could you tell us a little bit about those three individuals?
4: God, I sure can. I love that room. Um, D'Angelo Fulford, Mount Union, Union plays in the championship game every year except one year he's there. They lose in the semis to, to Central. I mean, he's just a solid quarterback, uh, doesn't throw interceptions, player of the year three times at that level. Has just done a tremendous job. Then, then you look at uh, Dalton Sneed started off at UNLV, uh, then left there, or went to Montana, Did a tremendous job there. Big Sky, player of the year, making things happen, strong, fast. Uh, Went to the CFL, played for Sioux Falls last year. 25 touchdowns, three interceptions, and I want to say 10 rushing touchdowns. He can run with the football. He's physical. He can throw the football. And he's smart with the football. Really like him. and Then Noah Johnson, very athletic. Started at uh, Alcorn State. Played for Fred McNair, a guy that I coached in Albany in the Arena League, Steve McNair's brother. Then he moved from there and went to South Florida, played well there. So our quarterback room, I'm really excited to watch those young men play.
2: Well, one of the things you mentioned and one of the things that stood out from the press release, of course, is the ability to not only move the ball down the field with the arm, but, of course, taking care of the football and not turning it over, which, as we saw last year, is huge in the ifl when you're building a quarterback room when you're trying to find three guys and of course you got to whittle it down to two on game day is that the most important thing you look for or or kind of where do you where do you start when you're trying to build your quarterback room
4: you know you want them to be able to throw the football you want them to be able to run a little you want them to be smart Uh, and there's certain throws that uh, coach wooten wants them to make and You know, you look for those attributes that they can make those throws and uh, just good people. I I love the character of this football team. Uh, We have great character and uh, those things we look for and all three of those guys have it all.
2: No doubt. And of course, Dalton brings some experience within the league as far as the weapons surrounding them. I know you mentioned the ability to run as well as pass, depending on what the defense gives you. Will there be, because one thing that I saw last year, Coach, was the fact that speed plays, especially in this league, even with a shortened field. Is is that something you're going to try and emphasize as well? And how do you plan to sort of complement these arms with the weapons around them?
4: You know, in the backfield, we start off with Justin Rankin from Frisco last year, the Frisco team in this league. Uh, First team, all-league running back. Uh, can catch the ball, can run with the ball, great speed, great size. He's physical. We really like him. Then we got Aaron Dilworth, who was uh, Dalton Snee's top receiver over at Sioux Falls. Uh, Went to the CFL toward the end of the year, and then just got released by the XFL. So he's a camp. He can play. JT Stokes played in Arizona. Uh, We have him. So, uh, we got Arthur Jackson, who played in Tucson last year. We really like our receiver room as well. We have some guys who could play, and uh, we feel can uh, get up the field and catch the football.
2: Moving to the offensive line, saw you guys signing a Jackson State offensive lineman Amari Catchings. Could you tell us a little bit about how you're trying to build the guys up front, of course, to try and keep the guys behind them pretty safe?
4: Yeah, you know, we got Jamar... Uh, Jamarcus means from uh Tucson Davenport University, he was on the all rookie team last year, played for Dixie Wooten in Tucson. And then from there, I mean, we have Mason Dentley play for uh, Dixie Wooten in Tucson again. University of Houston, an all league tackle, uh, can block the sun out uh, when he walks in the room or when you walk outside, he blocking the sun, he's huge. <laughs> Jair Joseph was in a Raider camp last year we got that young man Uh, we have probably four other guys that Huff and Draco we got some guys that can play Um, it's going to be some tough decisions made on Sunday uh, trying to put that room together really tough decisions
2: on the defensive side of the football, you know, last week announcing former USC defensive lineman Malik Dorton who spent time with, you know, the Raiders and also in the CFL is going to be joining this team. Is is that sort of, I guess, um, you know, the mold of player that you're looking for, a a, a player that can line up at multiple spots but of course affect the game. What do you look for in the trenches on the defensive side?
4: And you started with the right name, Malik Dorton, grown man. He can play Played at USC, had a lot of success there. Got into an NFL camp, got into a CFL camp. He's a leader. He's a player. Boss Tagaloa is is healthy now. Uh, really like Boss when he was at UCLA. Played on that defensive side of the ball as well as the offensive side of the ball. Jamel Holloway from UNLV. He's a guy who can get up the field. We got Kenton Bartlett from the Northern Arizona Wranglers who won it last year. Coach Keith brought him over. So we feel good about that defensive line. Trayvon Grant can really go. He was in a CFL camp as well. So we have some guys. uh, Noah harris Lyles, who played for Quad Cities last year, played in a championship game, Uh, second-team all-league guy, can really get up the field.
2: Well, one thing that's that sounds like it's been a common theme is previous experience, you know, not only just in the IFL, but whether it be in the CFL or in, in training camp with certain NFL teams, just having an experience of playing football at a very high level. How do you go about, I should say, you know, kind of what, what is your recruiting pitch to some of these players as obviously, you know, trying to reform the team and have done a great job of that as reflected by a, the second place preseason poll ranking. But what what is your pitch to these players when you're trying to get them to be a part of your vision and Barry Panthers football?
4: I think first of all, you, you know, I pitch uh, Coach Keith and Coach Wooten, I mean, very accomplished coordinators in this league, and uh, Coach Keith was a head coach in the Arena League and won championships. And great defensive coordinator. So uh, once we got together, and the three of us thought, "Hey, let's see what we all can do together and learn from each other." Got those guys, and then you know, players follow their coaches, and Coach Keith did a tremendous job in Northern Arizona last year, and a lot of young men followed him here, and same with uh, Coach Whoop a great coach, great human being, and and a lot of players followed him here. So that that was the pitch that I got to give credit to the coaches. They, they did a tremendous job getting guys to come here and believe in this program that we're trying to put together.
2: And I know that you have a large amount of experience as a head coach, Arena League, indoor football now, uh, but last year you got a firsthand look at the IFL both at home and, of course, traveling on the road as a part of the the television and radio crew. What sort of things do you feel like you learned um, about this league specifically that, that you're going to, I guess, try and change from last season? Some things that you picked up that you feel like could help this year compared to last?
4: It's tough. I'll tell you, Evan, there's a <laughs> lot of things you can do. I mean, <laughs> and you you can drop D-linemen. You, you can drop the nose guard. Uh, it's just so many two guys in motion. It's just so many things that you can do. It really challenges you as a coach. And uh, I have a lot of respect for the coaches in the league. Coach Guy, you know, he, he, he left the Arena League, came over here, and never lost a step, won the championship year one. He's just getting things done and, and, and making it happen. So I got a lot of respect for this league, and there's going to be a learning curve for me, and I understand that. But uh, Coach Keith and Coach Wooden, uh, hopefully, they can uh, keep me up to speed on what's going on.
2: And you also mentioned yeah, a name that stood out to me when we were talking about your defense, Boss Tagaloa, who was on the team last year. I know inj- injuries kind of hampered his season, but he has you know, a wealth of knowledge, a wealth of talent, a wealth of experience. Um, how did you sort of, I guess, make the decision to uh, of, of who you wanted to, to kind of uh, bring back? And are there any other familiar faces that Panthers fans might have seen last year that they can expect this season?
4: You know the, the, the two guys was boss that we brought back. Thought boss was a tremendous player, just was injured. The other young man uh, has a, a wealth of potential. Is Daniel Quell, uh rot wide receiver, uh, great size, great hands, great speed, all those things. He has all the intangibles. It was uh we were interested to put him along with his group to see how he would fare so uh It's going to be fun to watch him finish camp out and see where everything ends up for both those young men.
2: I I do want to finish on this note, Coach. If you had a a message to sort of send to the fans prior to Um, Sunday, March 26th, in which they can catch your Bay Area Panthers at SAP Center taking on the Arizona Rattlers, what would that message be?
4: You know, be patient. Come watch us. guys are going to play hard. We're going to understand the game. And uh, my thing is we play hard for four quarters and then at the end of the game, let's look up at the scoreboard and see where we're at. But we're not going to be a team that's looking at the scoreboard and our emotions are going to be up or down. We're just going to play football and play it hard for four quarters.
2: Awesome, Coach. Well, I can only thank you so much for, for joining us, for getting fans up to date on what they will expect to see on Sunday, March 26th, again, against the Arizona Rattlers. Uh, thank you so much for hopping on. I'm sure we'll, we'll catch each other out there at, uh, at the field, and best of luck in your preparation between now and Game 1.
4: Okay. All right. Thank you.
1: Thanks for listening to this episode of the Bay Area Panthers Pod, part of the 95.7 The Game podcast network. <laughs>